What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now new customers, when you sign up using promo code DNVR, you can place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any of the NBA playoff games. And when you win, we're talking $150 in bonus bets, and we're talking immediately. That's with code DNVR and only with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I am your host, Patrick Lyons. Joining me shortly from Cleveland will be Susie Hunter, but my co-host for the day, making his DNVR Rockies podcast debut, an exciting prospect wow. in and of himself. We'll talk about some other ones from this weekend in Cleveland. Henry Chisholm. What's up, Hank? Oh, not much. It's a, it's, it's a nice little break from the, the Broncos stuff with the draft where they don't have picks and nobody's really excited about that to the Rockies where, I don't know, I was excited. Where like everyone's excited about yeah, exactly. them? No, what do you mean? There's a, there's I'll a fit difference? in well. I'll fit in well here. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe we'll, we'll touch on the draft a little bit later. We've got some news about uh, draft picks and, and the Rockies coming up. Oh. But uh, Rockies take their first series of the season, and they do it on the road, which huh. is kind of a rarity. They fall to 8-18 uh, eight and 18 with a loss on Wednesday. Could have been a three-game sweep. Would have actually been the first three-game sweep for the Rockies in Cleveland. They've actually swept the, uh, the Guardians formerly different nickname yeah uh in the past 2003 2008 what is uh what were your thoughts when the guardians uh had to change their name to the guardians i mean it makes sense sure it makes sense you know so actually i'm uh so i'm from montana okay and uh i'm kind of where i live is between a couple of reservations mm, okay and so we play like the browning indians because they're the indians and so they get to choose that name and go with it. When you are just like the city of Cleveland and not like a Native American town. Sure. I get why you don't get the right to call yourself that because, uh, I mean, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. The Guardians itself, I don't know. I think it's just, it's really hard to pick a new name for a team yeah. because either you're choosing something that everybody else has already taken right. or you're doing something really weird. And the Guardians are really weird. And I guess it's because they have like those statues or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty dumb. I think they could have done better, but I don't. I don't have like any ideas for them. Yeah, the uh, if you look at like the font and if you look at the logo for Guardians, it was very intentionally done to look like the word Indian. So like yeah. it ends in D I A N S, <laughs> which is like identical. In fact, like last year uh, at their spring training facility in Goodyear, Arizona, like they just took down the I N and then they just put up the G U A. Uh, and as we talked about on Tuesday's <laughs> podcast. The only fan base that has difficulty spelling their team's nickname. Wow. Right? Because it's G-U-A yeah. as opposed to G-A-U. You really could screw that but up. That is kind of funny, right? That's kind it of funky. Is. I can't uh, think of another. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, huh. I don't think. 49ers, but that's just kind of like weird that you got to remember like how sure. they do it. Like the E you could kind of forget. We were, we were, that's not a good one. We were talking about like the specifics of it where like walk-off, you're talking about a walk-off win actually has a hyphen in it. Yeah. So if you don't have that, it's it's wrong. Yeah. 8-18 uh, start for the Rockies here. Uh, second worst start in franchise history. If you actually look back in their last 162 games, they have lost more than 100 games. In fact, check huh. out an article uh, free over there. So uh, you don't have to be a diehard to check it out at the dnvr.com. Uh, random things from my notebook uh, about yeah. triples. Rockies have given up nine. They haven't hit any themselves. I just saw that. So that's just kind of a, a strange thing and what's been the most lopsided year for them as far as triples go goes. But that's another thing, too, is right now they are, if you go back to basically you know last April uh, or early May, they the last 162 games, we're talking like a, a 60 and or 61 and a 101 mm -hmm. record and uh, they were they lost a lot of games in late April, early May last year. So uh, even with some wins, I, they're still going to be 
a hundred loss team for the last 162 games for at least the next couple weeks here. Yeah, I mean, a hundred losses is coming. Like, I just can't find a way to wrap my head around it. Like, they're getting to the point where they're going to keep calling up like the young guys, and sure. that'll be fun to see. Yeah. I don't expect them to actually make that make them a better team. It'll just be kind of exciting to see mm-hmm. some of the guys, and some will play well, and some will look like they don't belong. But that's not a recipe to drastically improve what's happening. I yeah. mean, they're on pace, on pace for forty eight or forty nine point yeah. nine wins right now. Yeah. So, uh, so fifty. So they get to the big five zero. Yeah, it's crazy that like you'd think if they're getting close to a hundred loss season, it'd be like, oh, is it going to be like, can they get to sixty three? Are they only going to win sixty two? Sure. But it's like, oh, they're they're well off the pace. They are a little bit. I had them at sixty six to start the season, yeah. which is a ninety six loss season. And with just how bad that they've started off, mm-hmm. they've. I mean, I think everyone there, their win prediction needs to be adjusted by about four. Four games, so I mean, right now I have them at like sixty-two and and one hundred, and so they've got mm-hmm. a long way to go. I think they're better than their record is, but at the same time, they're they're playing down to where where they're at. As a lifelong Rockies fan, mm-hmm. d- does it matter that they've never had a one hundred loss season? Is that any kind of source of pride, or is that just like, eh? It, like they lost ninety-eight games, you know, in in twenty twelve, and they've lost ninety-five mm-hmm. many times, and ninety, uh, like about half the half of their seasons. Like, does that mean anything to you to to have never lost hundred games? It used to, yeah. Like it, it used to, like three years ago. Sure. You know, in those first few years after, like, I guess Nolan was still around at that point, right, maybe. Right. But after after you lost DJ, you know, as, as things kind of started to unwind there. When you're saying like, no, they're fine. Like I get everybody wants to make jokes about the Rockies because they're a historically terrible franchise. But look, I mean, they've never been that bad. They've always been competitive. At this point, like yeah. I'm not finding myself in those situations where I'm feeling like defending the Rockies all that much. <laughs> and so I personally, it's like I don't. I'm willing to admit, like, yep, they've been a poorly run, run franchise for the better part of the last like 30 years now. At this point, getting getting up to 30 years, yeah. I, I I don't. I don't find a reason to need to defend them. It's kind of like with the Nuggets. The Nuggets, you get to say like, yeah, you know, they're the Denver Nuggets. Everybody says whatever. But they've also gone to the playoffs 38 times. They have the most playoff appearances of any team that's never won a championship in North American sports. And so you have like those little Mm -hmm. things you can cling to. I'm to the point now, though, where it's just, yeah, Rockies are bad. I don't don't need my little fun facts about how they're not that bad. They're bad. They're bad. That's such a good point, too, because I feel like the last couple years, they didn't really require defending that much. Yeah. Again, if you're on the fence about it, well, if, if you decide to get off of that fence, you're yep. making a very specific choice. And there has to be something that compels you to mm-hmm. defend a franchise that trades a franchise-altering player in Nolan Arenado plus $50 million going that yeah. team's way. So now it's to the point of like, oh, everybody's on the other side of the fence, and you don't even want to like step up onto the fence to look what's on the no. other side. It's just so uh, – it's it's disappointing. The positive news uh, last night and this morning was Herman Marquez was back. Yep. You know, uh, he went down on April 10th against the St. Louis Cardinals uh, at home, had the forearm tightness, and it looked like those are terrifying. That was uh, that was awful. You just knew Tommy John. That's it. Done deal. And it, it I really believed Bud Black and I really believed Herman Marquez when they kind of expressed a, a lack of concern, like. No, this actually feels better than 2019 when he had the same kind of general issue. So uh, I believe that, and they were right. Uh, you know, he, he was able to to come back and um, miss, you know, close to the, the minimum amount, uh, those 15 days to make the start, to make room for him on the 26-man roster. Rockies designated for assignment Jose Urania and his 9.82 ERA, which they did give and guarantee $3.5 million to this offseason. Um, a guy that so I, bad. I I believe in that uh, conversation with Dick Monfort up in Greeley, I think he I think he was counting on Jose Urania to be a dude. He's like, you know, we got three guys in our <laughs> rotation, which is huge. True, Marquez Freeland would be huge. Senzatella. He's like, and we think we might have a fourth. You didn't you didn't specify oh. if it was Urania or if it was Feltner or if it was Gomber or if each one of those guys was one third of a dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's gone. Marquez gets to start, strikes out the first batter he faces, does give up a two home run to a struggling Josh Naylor. Uh, Rockies fall behind. And then in the fourth, he gets removed, goes down. I don't know if you've even seen the pictures of it, but uh, looked a lot more distraught, looked a lot more maybe in pain or just frustrated than that, that injury originally on April 10th. So, 
Uh, hopefully we'll get Susie in here in a second. We'll find out mm-hmm. if the injury is as bad as it seems like it 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 might be. Uh, maybe he just needs to be on the IL again, get a, a PRP injection. There there could be some uh, potential mm-hmm. for that, and and he might not be totally lost because if he goes out to Tommy John, I mean that your your rotation has taken a major hit, and your odds for avoiding 100 losses has taken a hit. And they're gone. You better make sure that you still have Jose Urania's phone number in your phone. Hopefully you didn't just delete it. You Ugh. might have to call him and say, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. No, no, no. We were kind of kidding with the DFA Ugh. thing. Sorry, we should have said just kidding sooner. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that will be really bad if that's what ends up happening. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just brutal. Again, so I've, I've been kind of, I guess I can't say in and out with the Rockies this year. I watched like the first seven games, like start to finish. Like, sure, baseball's back. You exactly, watch. exactly. Yes. And I like I structured some bets, so it's like last team to lose was one of them, Ooh. and they that was for a second. It was looking really hot. Wow, it and was. the odds are obviously crazy because you'd think they'd be like thirty to one, but it's the Rockies. They're actually like ninety to one or hundred. <laughs> yeah. I've forgotten at this point. So yeah, like I locked into all those games and then just kind of like faded to the point mm. where it's like okay, they they did it to me again. I still have like. I have them to win each series with all the divisional opponents, so I can be like, okay, sure. this that is Padres one I get to pay attention good. to. That Padres one's I'm a good one. It's, it's two and two right now. Uh, that's all right. Todd but, in our chat says, uh, it's frustrating ownership doesn't want to spend money to please the fan base. Rockies are spending money. Uh, as mm. Steven points out, they, they just don't know how to spend it properly, unfortunately. Uh, yesterday, talking with Renee Deckert about the $10 million spent on free agent veterans like Harold mm-hmm. Castro, Mike Moustakis, which was a bargain. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, and then Jerks and Profar, and you go, how far could that $10 million go if you invest it back in the team and maybe you know bolstering the analytics department or, or something like that? Mm-hmm. Or, or again, just internationally, the Rockies are doing really well on the international amateur free agent market. So you can just spend your money a little bit better yeah. and, and not, you know, paint yourself into a corner where now by you know you're trying to avoid 100 losses and then come trade deadline you don't trade away those veterans to get some prospect pieces for the future and you're you're mortgaging your future for a present that is just completely pointless to do definitely and that's part of what is frustrating about baseball and frustrating like there's ways to do it in all sports yeah and I don't know. People people obviously overplay the, the fact that like the Rockies don't spend because they finish right about average and typically a little bit better than average. Like you said, it's mostly about how they spend it, and that's a big mistake. Yeah. But it's crazy to think like you've got teams paying a hundred million dollars more than the Rockies. Yeah. Imagine spending another ten million dollars on your starter at each position. Right. Like that's a significant it upgrade is. across the board. Like that's that that hundred million, like one fifty to two fifty or whatever the gap is. In some ways, it doesn't feel that big until you think like you really are just paying double for everything on your roster, and it does make that big gap. But yeah, there's there's ways to be successful without blowing all that money. Obviously, a couple teams do it every year, but the it's just so hard to build back up. Like the Rockies right. kind of had it cooking there for a while, where yeah. it's like, oh, Matt Holiday, you trade him, sucks, it hurts, but you get some prospects out of it. You know, you get Carlos cargo Gonzalez, out of it, yeah. and it's like, oh, well, you have cargo now. That and was a smart trade. Exactly. Right? And so when you're able to take those guys and and turn them into yes. more guys, you can kind of keep that cycle going where, you know, you're not going to playoffs every year, but occasionally you do, and you're always kind of right in that hunt with a chance yeah. to do it. But as soon as you fall off those tracks, finding a way to get back to that point is just so tough. And then you throw in the fact that the the front office of the Rockies is the front office of the Rockies. And it's like, well, you just went from <laughs> like being in a tough position to being in a tough position with no reason to believe that the people at the top understand what they should be doing. Yeah. Or, or want to change, you know, Rockies yeah. get a lot of, a lot of criticism for kind of just doing things right down the middle. Uh, yeah. and I, and I think that, uh, it's, it's easy. It's nice to do that. Yeah. It's also, it's also being loyal. You know, you, you talk about the, the Matt holiday trade as, as really being, uh, one of the only times where they they flipped somebody that they True. valued in the organization to end up getting better. Sure, the the DJ LeMahieu mm-hmm. deal was 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 a nice one uh, where they offloaded Ian Stewart. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they want to stay loyal to their guys, so they don't always have that opportunity to trade a player mm-hmm. when their stock is high. So the, they just kind of ride it out, and um, and that loyalty you know ends up ends up biting mm-hmm. them in the ass for for that reason. But then speaking of DJ LeMahieu, they screwed that up. By not being loyal sure. to him and giving the exact same contract to Daniel Murphy. And I get, like, they thought he was going to cost more. And sure. there's, like, the time period in between. You didn't know at the time. But 
like that's another one of those kind of landmark moments yeah. in this whole decline where you keep him around. Who knows? Maybe maybe things do still work out. Maybe you do find a way to keep Nolan. Maybe maybe you do keep. Tra- I don't know. It's it's kind of living in the past to go through all this stuff, but it is just frustrating. And talking about going down the middle, you got Jerks and Pro. You say Jerks, Jerkson, 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 Jerkson. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, it could be a Y sound, but yeah, I mostly hear it is tough. Jerkson. Uh, okay, along with his brother Jerdrick and Jeremy. Whew. Wow. Yes. Uh, that's wow. Real. That's yeah. Real. Yeah. I mean, I, I did just realize I've never said that out loud before. But Jerks and Profar. It's like another one of those guys where. Yeah, you needed you needed a veteran. You, you went and paid your seven and a half million dollars to go get your veteran, sure. and what'd you get? Like a guy who's not like he he can play for you, but he's not moving the needle at all. Like he's better than who you would have had there, but right. the other guy would have been young. So you can you can make the case, but you just are, don't see any moves where you're like, oh wow, look what they did. Unless it's oh they traded Nolan Arenado. What an yep. insane thing to do, or like they let Trevor Story walk. What an insane thing to do. Like it No qualifying offer on John Gray. Mm-hmm. And, you yeah, know, they had an opportunity yeah. to trade Brendan Rodgers and you go, Oh man, that's rough. You don't want to lose that guy. But what are you getting back? Does it improve your organization? Are you getting some starting yeah. pitching? Which, you know, that was the conversation. Again, I think that was just the starting point and mm-hmm. and neither party was really interested in continuing the conversation further for Brendan Rodgers uh to the Marlins for Edward Cabrera. And now you look and go, Oh, well, Knowing what we know now with him being injured, yep. you know that's that. So that's kind of been uh, that's kind of been hard. Ragnar saying bring back Adam Ottavino. That was a sh- that was a guy that I wanted the Rockies awesome. to bring back. The bullpen's actually been really solid, mm-hmm. and so they've gotten some other veteran guys. But Ottavino definitely was all about that. Still, I don't care what happens to him uh, for the rest of the year, but uh, I'm going to continue to say Adam Ottavino, <laughs> bring him back to the Rockies one more time. Also so in the fun. chat. Uh, at what point do we look at a manager change? You know, I think Patrick Saunders wrote about this today, and I've been talking about it a little bit behind the scenes. Uh, while the roster has not been constructed by Bud Black, I do think the the leash on him is is shortened. And I think mm-hmm. the Rockies, despite the fact that they signed him to a one-year extension for next year, I think they, uh, you know, we talked about loyalty. I don't think they'd be too afraid to maybe throw him under the bus. They're not going to say he's awful and mm-hmm. he's the reason why we're, we're going to lose 100 games, but I do think they may just need to change the clubhouse culture and you you just make a move like that. I mean, again, this yep. is the, the first and only manager to ever take the Rockies to back-to-back postseasons in 2017, mm-hmm. 2018, and you look at the success of Marquez, Senzatella, and Freeland, three of the best starting pitchers the Rockies have ever had, and you say, wow, this is the first manager that the Rockies have ever had that has a pitching background. Yeah. And so um, he's done an amazing job. He's the only manager that that I've covered from uh, the journalistic side. Uh, so obviously it would be you know a little disappointing for him to go because uh, I think he does a, does a great job with, with us media. But at the same time, the uh, there's a short leash, and there that is definitely something that mm-hmm. uh, could be a factor that we end up seeing here, and and possibly being a similar change to what we saw in 2002 when Buddy Bell got off to a rough start. He got the axe, and kind of an unknown little hitting coach by the name of Clint Hurdle took over mm-hmm. that job. We could be seeing something like that with third base coach Warren Schaefer. We can huh. see we can see a lot of Nuggets and uh, and Avs, particularly the Avs tonight at the DNVR bar. Uh, it's always a it's always like a takeover slash watch party. Yeah. We don't even have to advertise it at this point. If there's a Nuggets or Avs game going on, just be here at the bar. Get here early. Yeah. If you're a diehard, you know you're getting 15% off your food and drink. If you want to buy any gear for yourself or, or for some loved ones, you're getting 20% off that. Uh, if you do go online and you're a diehard, you can get 20% off all of the official takeovers uh, and tailgates and party busts that we got going on. In fact, we have, I think, three might only be two. Don't quote me on this. We've got two to three tickets remaining for Saturday's mm, takeover wow. at Coors Field, Section 115, very close to the field. Mm-hmm. You get a free shirt. You get a $15 food voucher. You're going to see, this is how it's lined up, Noah Davis's Coors Field debut, the guy oh. who's been lights out for his first two big league starts here. You know, had that... Mm-hmm. Uh, shutout going against Seattle where there was a perfect game being thrown against some mm-hmm. guy can't get your break. Um, but that'll be a lot of fun. So act now because it, we, we could be sold out by the time you actually do something with that. Again, that's over at dnvrlocker.com. If you can't get tickets for that game or, or something else, you can go to game time. 
uh, it's not a it's not a hot new ticketing site because it's been around for a decade. It's true. The first Red Rocks show I went to was thanks to Game Time. Fifteen oh. bucks to get in at Red Rocks. Wow! Like that doesn't happen that. anymore. Yep. That's, that's crazy. It is crazy. That is crazy. Um, you might be able to get into Red Rocks now with Game Time tickets for fifteen dollars because oh. if you're a new user, you use promo code DNVR, you get twenty percent off. That's nice. Right off the top for your first time. So. Okay, do the quick math. That's fifty dollars for your tickets. Use the code DNVR, yep. and now fifteen dollars each for you uh, and your friend or significant of other, whatever uh, that may be. You know, you can you can uh, wait late with with game time up mm-hmm. to about sixty minutes to the start of an event. So, have you tried doing that for any like Nuggets oh, or Abs yeah. game? Where you're like you're going into poach and you're like, I want to go, but let me just wait. Five minutes goes by. Oh yeah. The, the ticket brokers start knocking their prices down and you start saving more and more money? It's basically every time. I think last time was like, <laughs> what game was it? Oh, it was the 76ers game when they were here oh, when Embiid sat out. Hot ticket. And then Harden sat out before. But I we were talking about on the podcast that yeah. day, the Broncos podcast. Like, I, yeah, we're just going to go. We're going to wait. We're going to buy tickets right outside. And so we're standing there and just watching him fall, watching him fall. And somebody actually came up and was like, Hank, you were talking about this on the podcast today. You really do wait till the last minute. It's like, yep, yeah. fifteen minutes of tip off, bang, get them, and you save half the save half your money. And it, and a lot of that had to do with the fact, like, oh, those guys aren't going to be playing, so there's exactly. less juice. But it's still the 76ers. Yep, the juice is still in Ball Arena. It is true. So like that that was uh, that was a very clutch. Oh yeah, purchase there on game time tickets. Use that code. DNVR and make sure you use code DNVR if you're getting any new golf apparel, pins and aces. Do you like my? Uh, P and A. It's this a good one. Pins and aces. It is a good one. This is this is a sharp one. Got a shirt too. Nice. Uh, being sent to me. Looking to bust that out in some some of the warmer weather. But pins and aces is the golf apparel brand for DNVR. Love our pins and aces. Not just because they're a Colorado company, mm-hmm. but it's because they do things right. Amazing polos, hats. They've got the beer sleeve, so you can load it up. You can do seltzers in there as well. The liquor stick. You golf a little bit, don't you? Oh yeah. 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 Are you are you good or you're just more there for the beer sleeve? Um, <laughs> it depends on the year. So Ooh, like, like interesting. It's about every other year I get like super into it. Okay. Make sure I go play like once a week, and then other years it's like yeah, it's just busy. Whatever, once a month. I mean, honestly, the Rockies factor big time into that. If, like the worse the Rockies are, the less likely I am to be at Coors, and so okay. more likely I am to be golfing. But yeah, like in a good year, it's like low eighties. Gets up into like the ninety-ish range, okay. and like if I'm not playing much, I haven't decided about this year yet. All right. Yeah. Well, pins Gotta and feel aces. Well, look, you you can wear your pins and aces gear mm-hmm. on the course or to course field because it, it it just looks amazing. It's yes, fantastic, definitely. And again, code DNVR allows you to get fifteen percent off your first order and get free shipping with pinsandaces.com. Uh, again, the loss today four one to the Cleveland Guardians. On the bright side, our DraftKings Sportsbook King of the Game was your doppelganger. Oh. Chris Bryant. Oh. How about that? Bryant did go two for four. Mm-hmm. He's now batting 312 on the season. I did have him down as winning a batting title this year. Uh, I did have an RBI, the only one of the game, and maybe mm-hmm. the most important stat line. I guess this is technically a statistic. No injuries for him. Yeah. So that's good. That is a really <laughs> big one. That's, I mean, it's another one of those where, like, you look at last year and say, ah, oh, they would have been better if Chris Bryant sure. had played more. And if it, when he did play, he played better because he was feeling better. Whatever. Um, still not, like, playoffs, but better. Yeah. This year, you do the same thing. It's like, ah, oh, Brendan Rodgers was going to be so important. Again, like, it is a sport. Like, sometimes your best players don't play, and you kind of have to factor in that a couple of them won't. But, again, good that he's not hurt. It's good to see that he's playing well. I think objectively yeah. playing well. Like, you he can't is, even... He's living up to the hype right now, and you love to see that. The it, home run stroke. You want more. You want more home okay. runs out of that bat. That's fair. But that five? being said, see five now. We had that five last year, and that oh yeah, well, last year <laughs> he finally hit one. He has two now, of course. Field. Yeah, he's, he's big time. You're right. It's good to see him mm-hmm. doing it at the plate. There, power's not there, but that's okay. He's making contact. He's contributing, uh, driving in runs. It was good to see Antonio Senzatella in his rehab start. On Tuesday, mm-hmm. down in Texas with Albuquerque. Three and a thirds innings pitched, gave up a run, five hits, two walks, four strikeouts, 71 pitches. So he's on the comeback trail to get back into the Rockies rotation in the month of May. Daniel Bard's back too, yeah. uh, his third appearance since coming off the IL for anxiety. And, you know, we've been talking about 
the fact that Daniel Bart has been very open and honest about anxiety. And mm-hmm. we saw Austin Gomber last week uh, where he was talking about like how the, the weight of the Nolan Arenado trade has kind of weighed on him. Um, and, and after kind of letting go of that, he had a lot of success uh, helping, you know, start this series off with a bang, with a big win. So uh, Susie actually had an opportunity to catch up with Austin Gomber. So here he is uh, discussing kind of his rebound on Monday uh, since that breakdown last week. Countless different people in the organization um, felt a lot of support. Um, felt like my mind was in a better spot and, you know, I felt like that's kind of what I told you guys last time is once, when, once we get there, then we can start worrying about, you know, specific pitches and stuff. So I felt like I was getting back to feeling like myself and I'm excited to build on that. You know, between having those conversations with teammates with Buddy and, you know, looking back on this game now, does it feel like a relief, like a weight off your shoulders? Yeah, I mean, I think the weight off my shoulders came on, honestly, Sunday, Sunday night, Monday. That was when the weight came off my shoulders, and then I felt like I was actually able to, like, have a good bullpen and prepare the right way. And then I woke up today and kind of didn't know how I was going to feel that, you know, today's the game day. And I felt like I had been feeling the last few days, like the way it was off my shoulders. I felt like I was in a better spot. So, um, you know, that's all we're trying to do is give myself a chance to compete. Tanner Bibby made his major league debut on Wednesday. No, Bybee. Sorry. I, I got to work on that. <laughs> B-I-B-E-E, Tanner Bybee looked phenomenal in his MLB debut against the Rockies. Five and two-thirds innings pitch. Gave up a run. Walked none. Struck out eight Rockies. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Be more impressive if he did against the Yankees. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it could be. Uh, could be a little of that. He's the uh, the fourth uh, member of the Guardians to make their debut this season. He's uh, their fifth overall prospect. He's a top 100 uh. prospect in the game in general. Uh, was a fifth-round pick in 2021, so... First off, the fact that he's a fifth rounder getting to the bigs is like, all right, that's good. You know, you can't always count on those guys, but the developmental system that Cleveland has is so incredibly strong. And the fact that, again, drafted in 2021, already in the majors. By comparison, Rockies don't have anybody from 2022, the 2022 draft who's debuted. Zach Nito's been the only one so far for the Angels. A couple guys from 2021. Uh, have you know made their debut 2020 you're going to see a few more Spencer Strider of course being the big one Rockies went really young in that draft in 2020 but you have to go back to 2019 to see some of their draft picks that have gotten to the big leagues we're talking from 2019 Michael Tolia Bretton Doyle who just debuted on Monday mm-hmm. Gavin Hollowell who came up for uh final month of the season, final couple weeks of the season last year. And then in 2018, Ryan Feltner and Jake Bird. So if you're looking at the Rockies to say, hey, you know, why did they get in this position? First off, it's because you know they, they didn't trade away their veterans for younger pieces to get better. Mm-hmm. But also their ability to draft and develop has definitely taken a hit in recent years. The farm system is very good right now and is on the, is on the come up. It's promising. But if you go back and look from basically – you know, 2016 through 2019, they haven't really gotten all that much from those drafts. But I suspect we are going to get a lot from Cleveland right now because we've got the Susie Hunter coming from holed up somewhere with a possum crawling out of the the space above her head behind her. Oh, no, no. this That looks like a legitimate press box. We're good. Yes, yes, I have one of the uh, spare booths right now. Um, and I gotta say, th- these are nice. I would be surprised if there was a possum hiding up here because they, they do a nice <laughs> job at the park. I mean, you should be surprised if there's a possum in there. Like that, I don't know, that can't be like a positive. That's I just like a. I misspoke. I misspoke. It's been a really long lo- road trip. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it- it has been a long road trip, almost almost a, a winning road trip, right? Had they gotten the, the sweep today, it would have been four and three. Instead, it's three and four, and you go, you would sign up for that in, in, in any year. Like in, mm-hmm. in 2018, you'd have to go back and you'd be hard-pressed to find a ton of road series that were, were three and four. Maybe, maybe there were a decent amount that were three and four, but that's almost winning for the Rockies, which has been really positive. Starting pitching right now, let's, let's talk about that, Susie, because I feel like so much has happened, and go ahead and just... Go away with a brain dump. What are your thoughts just uh, on the rotation in general with Marquez? Actually, that's probably a great place to start uh, with Marquez going down uh, and, and being removed from the game in the fourth inning. 
Yeah, we have to talk about Marquez because that was a scary moment. We just, we went silent and on our, our side of the press box when that happened because the way he slumped over, the way he was, you know, hunched over on the mound, we just, I mean, you you immediately think the worst. And even Bud Black said this in his post-game interview. Yeah, like, you know, you see something like that, you immediately think the worst. Uh, but we did get a chance to catch up with Buddy and with Herman. Um, and it, it's better than we think it is. So he was looked at by a doctor right away. And um, his pain, the pain that he was experiencing is in a different spot than what he felt previously when he was just on the IL. So uh, that was a forearm pain he felt before. This is a, 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 a back triceps pain. He said he felt a sharp pain. So that's not good. But the doctor that looked at him said that there was no damage to his tendon. But of course, he is going to get an MRI tomorrow on Thursday. And we'll find out more. But initially, Buddy even said, this is this is promising. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't wrong last time, right? Herman was able to, to come back and didn't need Tommy John. Mm -hmm. But again, you, you you look and you say, all right, it's, it's tricep, but it's like it's all connected, right? You yeah. go like, you know, uh, forearm injury. You're like, well, that's not the elbow. And it's like, yeah, but it's a sign that it, it all goes through there. There's that tightness. So maybe maybe it's going to be PRP injections, and then he's out for a while. Again, uh, we we have no way of knowing. I'm not a doctor. I've never even pretended to be one on on TV. Susie, did you have you? Side note, have you ever dipped your toe into the field of acting? And if so, had you ever done any reads for a doctor? So maybe you've technically have played one on TV or could have played one on TV. What's the scoop on that? Oh my gosh. Um, you know what? I've only interviewed doctors for you know various <laughs> outlets, but I've never pretended to be one. Um, uh, but yeah, um, I'm not a doctor either, as we know, but you know, I'm very anxious to see the results sure. of that MRI and what's going to happen with Armand going forward. Because, I mean, you, we've seen this before. Anytime Armand does not have the kind of outing he wants to have, his eyes are so big and sad. And he was so sad today. And he even said, I'm not frustrated. I'm just sad. I wanted to pitch. It was heart-wrenching stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's one of those where, like, now that it has happened twice, there's no reason not to give him some time off. Like, let that thing sure. rest up. Like, yeah. if if you were trying to make, like, a World Series run, something like that, then maybe say, hey, grind through it. If, if, if we burn out his arm a little bit, it is what it is. But just let let the man recover at this point. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Ryan Feltner, uh, for talking about the rotation. So, Jose Urania did get designated for assignment. Marquez comes back. You say, okay, here are the five guys in the rotation. Noah Davis will end up sticking around. He'll actually be making his Coors Field debut with us, Susie, on Saturday for the takeover, which is great. And there's only a couple tickets left, too. So act fast. But Ryan Feltner, I mean, you were there for the uh, the Ohio boy making good uh, in his hometown ballpark. Like, that was wonderful to see because that potential's been there. When it's not there and he has a bad start, it's not. Sorry, Jose Urania. It's not Jose Urania bad, but it's just, ah, eh, you didn't have it. And mm -hmm. then he's got flashes like he did on Tuesday night, and you go, okay, Ryan Feltner, he's a thing. Yeah, Ryan Feltner's start to the season has been so great. And anytime I've talked to him, like, you know, we've had some cold games at Coors this season, too. Yeah. But I remember just chatting with him in the dugout after one of those, and I said, it was so cold out last night. I do not know how you go out there. And, and do that. I don't know how you go out and play a game and are just able to function in that cold. And he will just say like, no, I'm from Ohio. I'm used to these conditions. This is nothing for me. So he got those conditions, those like classic crummy Ohio conditions. And he was awesome. And uh, this is also a ballpark progressive field. This is where he grew up going to games. He said that his yeah. dad, you know, his company had a box and like he would go to games here all the time. So, you know, I think we talked about this before too, but um, uh, yeah, he just, he was in the, you know, the bullpen getting ready for that start on uh, Tuesday. And, you know, he looked around and he took it in. He spent extra time just appreciating that moment. But then after that, it was business as usual. And we saw the Ryan Feltner that we have seen all season long so far. 
that's the best part about this balanced schedule is that Rockies hadn't been in Cleveland since 2017, and now there's going to be more of those stories of so-and-so playing at a ballpark that they used to go. Like, you go, oh, no, Davis, he was an Angel Stadium guy, Angel Stadium kid, and you're like, oh, man, because of the scheduling, it could be six years until mm-hmm. they're back at Angel Stadium. And it's like, no, it'll, it'll be next year. So yeah. he'll have that opportunity to have his moment. Mark in the chat pointing out that the pitching is definitely trending upwards after this series. Grill, great start. We just saw the video from uh, Austin Gomber talking, Noah Davis sticking around in the rotation, uh, which is really solid. Kyle Freeland, although his last two starts have been shaky, his ERA was very much inflated by that that one start. Uh, I, I think that was the Pittsburgh one where he gave up nine runs, seven were earned, but it was a lot of singles, a lot of really bad defense that didn't help him out. So uh, it, it is definitely trending. And then Antonio Senzatella, too, uh, kind of coming back, which was really nice to see. Feltner, now 11 and two-thirds innings pitched without giving up an earned run. Hasn't given up an earned run since April 15th. So that means his next start will be able to say, hey, he hasn't given up a run since, like, last month. And it will absolutely be true. That's wow. true. That is so true. Yeah, we... Um, uh, once we figure out what's going on with Marquez, this we still have, you know, yeah, a couple of questions about what's going to happen in this rotation. But yeah, the Urania uh, designated for assignment news that came uh, about yesterday after the game. We've just there's a lot of shuffling going on right now, you guys. Yeah, th- thankfully there is that extra spot on the forty man. So if you do decide, hey, let's bring up Carl Kaufman, you can do that. You don't have to make another corresponding move. Uh, you would have the 26-man roster, but uh, you could do Carl Kaufman. Connor Siebold can come back. He's been getting some starts, so uh, there is some potential. Hopefully, we'll keep our fingers crossed that all is well with that. All is well with Brenton Doyle, man, the new speedy leg boy. We we finally have a, another speedy leg boy, don't we? He is so fast watching him run and steal bases. I'm like, this dude is a certified speedy leg boy. And he was so excited, especially after Tuesday when he finally got that first hit, had those stolen bases. Um, Yeah, he was he was in a much better mood yesterday after hitting those milestones. Yeah, we all thought that Zach Veen was going to probably lead this team in stolen bases, even if he didn't debut until like August. And lo and behold, they go. We go into Tuesday's game. Rockies have two stolen bases, yep. least in all of the National League. Only the Twins have less. And then Brenton Doyle himself steals two bases on Tuesday, Crazy. in addition to three hits, becoming uh, the first player in Rockies history to ever steal two bases on the game in which he got his first big league hit and becomes the first player in MLB history since Charlie Bates on September 22nd, 1927, to have three hits and two stolen bases in the first game that he recorded his first major league hit. 1927, and now BDE, the Brenton Doyle experience. I've been saying they need to get their hands on a a Charlie Bates. (laughs) You have been saying that. You did say that pregame. You didn't see the outline. They finally did it. It's true. Hank says that all the time in the office. Always. <laughs> so I, I had to look it up to see if there are any interesting stories. And there probably is even more interesting stories about Charlie Bates we don't know about. But real quick mm-hmm. on his baseball reference page, uh, he debuted at 19 years old. Wow. Right? Which is pretty good with the Philadelphia Athletics. Uh, last played professionally at age 38, and it was with the Topeka Owls of the Western Association. That was at age 38. Uh, but... His nine games with the Philadelphia Athletics in 1927 at age 19 was his only big league experience. Wow. So I think Brent Doyle's going to have a much better career than Charlie Bates. There, that's my hot take. Let's clip this one. There's our clip of the day. Boom. (laughs) Brent Doyle will be better than Charlie Bates. Boom. Wow. (laughs) I can't wait for you to tell him this stat in um, the clubhouse on Friday. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Charlie Bates. I mean, I didn't even know who the guy was. I, it might, maybe, maybe I will. Just say you're gonna have a better career than a guy that died probably 80 years ago. That's a weird. That's a weird statement to make. But you know what? I'll find we a way to make it. Dark place. Yeah, we we did. Yeah. We take it to dark place. Let's take it to a very bright place because Shady Rays. That's what's up. That's the place you need to get all of your shades. I've got mine. Susie's got her- hers. Henry. They're at home. Does it's cloudy not. today. I didn't bring them. No, it's always bright on the DNVR Rockies podcast. Don't you know that? And it's always sunny, and the vibes are always great at 20th and Blake as well. Our new shirt for <laughs> DNVRlocker.com. Oh, wow. Um, it's a segue within a segue. It is. Now, 
Henry, I know uh, we were talking before the show. You were like, oh, I'm glad you've got your Shady Rays because I know Susie had lost hers. Uh Here's the thing about Shady Rays. They've got a Mm -hmm. lost or broken replacement guarantee. So if you happen to lose your glasses, boom, they're going to hook you back up, get you a new pair. If you break them, if you sit on them or just you're a little bit too aggressive with your shades because I know I can be very excited and I want to throw them on my dumb head. Don't worry. If you break them, they will replace it for you. And if you just don't like how they look, which is hard to believe, but some people, you know what? Maybe you're a little bit picky. You can order them. You can send them back within 30 days and you get a full refund. Use code DNVR to buy one, get one free, or just go down to the Park Meadows Mall and try them on for yourself in person. Buy two or more pairs of polarized shades and you will get 50% off all those bad boys. It's Shady Rays because it's always bright here on the DNVR Rockies podcast. Right, Susie? That is right. That's it. <laughs> now, watch this. As impressive as you as you thought it was for Susie to reach into her bag and pull out Shady Rays for our Shady Rays mm-hmm. ad read, watch what she pulls out when we discuss Breck Brew's Mile High City Golden Ale. There she is. She's no. We need a graphics department to, to get one of those put in. I wasn't sure. I mean, I know I know uh you waited to the last minute to pack, but next time. Next time, make sure that you pack a couple bottles of the Mile High City Golden Ale in your suitcase. Yes. No, that's fantastic. (laughs) The Nuggets got the job done, took down those Minnesota Timberwolves who, let's face it, there's no good beer that comes out of Minnesota. No. Exactly. There really isn't. Name one beer. I mean, right? From Minnesota. You just, you can't. They must not drink beer there. Don't have any cups. They should. That makes sense. That's right. They've, they've got no cups from which to drink their brew out of. True. Exactly. That's it. Eau Claire, very nice place. The breweries are oh. not great. But if we're talking about Colorado, Colorado companies made with Colorado ingredients, we're talking about Breck Brew. Go to the breckbrew.com for the Breck Brew locator and pick up some Mile High City Golden Ale because it's blessed with a sprinkle of that same it factor that has helped Nikola Jokic win back-to-back mm-hmm. MVPs. Now, Susie, let's try this one on for size. The bullpen, I predicted at the beginning of the season, would kind of be the MVP for the Rockies. That would be like their backbone. That would be their strength. And they've been really, really good overall. It's been fantastic working on something with uh, with Brent Suter. I got an article coming out here very shortly for diehards only, though. Ooh. I was thinking about Brad Hand, who went in, looked really nice. Now, in his 12 years before joining the Rockies, he wore number 52. That, of course, is worn by Daniel Bard, so he can't have it. But his number is even better. His number is so perfect, Susie, because on the back of his jersey, it says, hand, five, five. Mm. Come on. Right? You is like that? that? on his part? Probably not. Probably also, not. It, also, his name would have to be hands for it to work. But I think, mm-hmm. I think I sold it enough to say hand is five, five. Yep. Okay. That's it. I like that. I like that a lot. And yeah, Brad Hand has looked good the past couple of days. He has. Yes. He has. Have you ever heard of, uh, have either of you ever heard of Antonio Alfonseca? No. no. Okay. Well, two good stories. The second one is the reason why I'm bringing this up. First one has to do with the fact that the Marlins had a trainer named Dale Torborg, son of Jeff Torborg. You may have heard that his name. He's a manager. Who well, has Dale. It? Dale, Dale Torborg, who has it? Dale Torborg uh, was the, the physical trainer for the Marlins. Also was the Kiss Demon, a.k.a. a wrestler in WCW. So he was a big dude. Uh, and one time Antonio Alfonseca was not happy, was a jerk to Dale Torborg. And this wrestler was chasing down Antonio Alfonseca, who hid in a closet from a guy who was now the Marlins trainer and was a pro wrestler. But the real reason I'm bringing up Antonio Alfonseca is because he had six fingers. So I need to go and look and see if Antonio Alfonseca actually wore the number 56. Because he had like an extra pinky. Or 65. You can do, do, do a quick Google and you'll actually see his six pinky. It doesn't look as weird as oh. you would think. It just looks like where a sixth finger would go. There's only, you know, it looks more like a. <laughs> He's toe. looking at it right now. It looks like a little baby toe, like your tiniest toe. <laughs> little it bit. doesn't look like a finger. That's crazy. <laughs> okay, maybe I'll tell Brad Hand that. Like some things is for the show, other things, you know, I, can, I think I can segue into a conversation. So. Maybe we'll That's talk your about it. Icebreaker with him. 
That is. So that wasn't on his pitching hand. Um, I don't know now. I think it was. I think it was oh, on his really? pitching hand. Oh, this kind of does look like it. Yeah. Although oh. I, I don't think he could like utilize it for anything necessarily. Unfortunately, no. no. It just seems like it'd be in the way. It might. Be, it would be in the way. It would be better if you had like an extra, you know, extra finger for your baseball mitt. I mean, maybe to be really good defensively. I think you would want that. Susie, thoughts on six fingers on a hand? Better than um, four. You know what? It seems like maybe that could be a performance-enhancing addition. Ooh. So I wonder the legality of if you have an extra finger, if you would even be allowed to pitch like that. I mean, it looks like it's allowed. You have to tape your finger down, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. No, but if but we ever, I, I have so many questions. You've given me more questions than answers, Patrick, per usual. Good. Thank you. You know what? Good. That kind of is a thing. That is kind yeah. of a thing. I just like to cause chaos in different. We each like to cause chaos in different ways. That's my way of being, uh, being chaotic in general. Uh, we were uh, one thing I wanted to discuss. Anything? Anything else from Cleveland from the post game clubhouse? Actually, before we we continue to get silly. You know what? Really, the we made a beeline towards Marquez because sure. we wanted to know how he was doing. Um, but I mean, much better spirits um, considering, you know. We don't have terrible news on Marquez yet, but also this is the first winning series yeah. of this season for the Rockies. So I, I hope these guys feel good about what they did out here. And I think it, I think it was just great for you know not just for the numbers, but mentally too. I mean, we we needed these for sure. And they got the injection of Bretton Doyle, a rookie. So you know you could kind of point to some things and say, oh, hold on, the tide is changing just a little bit. Uh, we got Jose Urania out of here. You know. I, I, I don't think they are throwing them under the, him under the bus, but mentally we they can. could kind of be thinking that a little bit, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> things can't get worse, right? No. Well, they're going to knock on wood when we say that about the Rockies, but sure. it does seem like bring up the young guys. Maybe you go bring on a up. run at some point that's exciting. Like, Mup. Ah, yeah, it'll be fun. Mup. Bring them up. That's Mup. it. Mup. 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 You got it. Now, Susie, Mup. I know it was cold there. Have you been eating certain foods to stay warm? Like soups? Oh my gosh! Did you hear about my soup incident in the press dining room? Wait, there's really a soup story? Yeah. I actually have a soup story. Um, uh, okay, so yeah, so there was Susie soup. That a Susie has the soup scoop. That is really hard to say. Wow. Okay, so I was in press dining earlier today, and they had chicken noodle soup. I'm like, this sounds great. So, so I got say. got a big old scoop. I was like, okay, scoop I need another soup? scoop to fill up the bowl. Two scoops. Okay, this is like it was a full bowl. So as I was bringing it over to the table, some of it spilled out. Um, and uh, the people who work for the Guardians, I I'm pretty friendly with a bunch of them. But um, if they see you make a mistake, they will, like, just jump on that. And, like, that is, like, your nickname for the day. Or, like, they're going to make fun of you for it for the rest of your life. Wow. So I spilled some soup. Everyone's <laughs> laughing at me. Like, not even a lot of soup, too. Like, this really got out of hand. But, like, the attendants, like, brought in, like, the wet floor sign. And it was just, it was <laughs> oh such a God. thing that I had to issue a public apology on my Twitter. So head to Athia Susie Hunter. You can see my apology, not just to the Guardians organization, but to the whole city of Cleveland. I, I feel like I really let them down. What about the soup? It was chicken noodle. But, but did you apologize yeah. to the soup? I, mean, I don't think the soup wanted to get spilled. Wow. You know what? I did not. And I didn't even think of that. Um, I wow. am a monster. Insensitive. Yeah. Soup, yeah. Soupy Hunter. Not cool. <laughs> not cool, Soupy not Hunter. Cool. Not cool. No. Not cool. Yeah, no, that's that's it, though. That's, that's you know, that pretty much sums up the trip. The Soup Scoop. Yes. Did, was it you who suggested that they, on cold days, they should change the name of Progressive Field to the Progresso Bowl? Huh? No. Oh, boy. I would never suggest something as dumb as that. <laughs> it is dumb. <laughs> All right. I, I want to talk about this before we get out of here. Um, there was, uh, I, we get all kinds of weird emails from different companies that are like, oh, we did a, mm -hmm. a keyword search online and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I was curious, where do you guys think the Rockies rank in terms of most popular jersey searches on the internet of MLB's 30 teams? Where do the Rockies rank? Oh, God. 20 I want to guess. Five. I, wanna, I, I was going to say, I want to guess um, uh, maybe like 27. Susie, you may have met your match. You are, you almost always like dead on. 
It's 23. Wow, go so Rockies. Hank got it. Yeah, Ooh. they're 23. You know Good what my favorite God. stat is? The Rockies are leading Major League Baseball in road attendance. That means there is no team that opposing fans want to see more than the Colorado Rockies. That's one takeaway. Cleveland didn't get that memo because the attendance yeah. is in the 9,000s. Oh, no. To be fair, it is, it's so cold out here. It is actually unseasonably cold this hmm. week. Sounds like they're dropping tomorrow. And 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 really, that attendance number could have been even lower. For all we know, the Feltner family bought out like 6,000 you know, oh, on, wow. on Tuesday night. So potentially. For all we know. Oh, like 20 people at yesterday's game. Um, uh, and that was just the tickets that he bought. He said before the game, yeah, I'm playing for free. Did you the Rockies what? have a good road crowd then? No, I think it's just coincidental more than anything. It, 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 no, there's, there's no reason. But, but it does make me think, like, if you're a small market club, how do you sell more tickets? You acquire players from that area so then there's more friends and family to go. And if we know anything about the Rockies yeah. right now, they've got, like, four or five guys on the roster who are from Cal Colorado. So interesting to say that's the least the real theory behind oh we should get all these colorado pitchers mm. not because they know how to pitch at altitude but because their families will come to the games i think yeah i think that's real i mean the rockies may have to acquire will brennan of the guardians because he was born in colorado springs which is something i learned this week grew up wow. in kansas city yeah. but still number one was you want to take a guess what number one let's see if yankees. we can figure out the top five yankees, yankees number one Dodgers, were, Red Yan Sox, cubs and uh, ooh, I um, almost want to get weird and say angels, but I know that's a bad idea. Not bad. I don't um, know. I feel like a lot of people would get Otani jerseys and Trout yeah, jerseys. Exactly. I'm going to put that in my in my five. Those, that uh, was you my got guess. you got two. I'm not going to tell you which two. The Mets. OK. Um, I only got two. I'm good. furious. Good. Yeah. Um, The Padres. <laughs> OK, so you got Mets, oh, Padres. What else? White Sox. Top five. OK. Big market. No. Um, I guess I should put Dodgers and Yankees in there. Dodgers, Yankees. Kid got four. Ooh. Dodgers. So number five is Mets. Number four, Yankees. Number three, Padres. Number two, Astros. And oh. Number one, the Dodgers. Cubs are ninth. White Sox are tenth. Red Sox are eleventh in this uh, in this Ooh. search. So they're experiencing a lull right now. In general, what okay. do you think last is? A's. A's. I don't know. They're kind of a novelty right now, though. A's are 16th. That's strange. Now, a lot of these numbers are fairly close. Number 30, Milwaukee Brewers. Which, again, yeah, I mean, it's a small market, right? Yeah. I mean, that is a shame. It is, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think so. Toronto, 29. Kansas City, 28. Detroit, 27. Cardinals, 26th. Okay, maybe this was not a very good. Maybe I shouldn't have trusted this survey here. I, I, it could, it could be, maybe. could make sense again if you're talking about people's spending habits and searching for things. Also, too, for Cardinals fans, you've had the same guys on your team for the last, oh, I don't know, thirty years. True. So you don't really need to buy any new jerseys. So yeah, I think that kind of makes sense. If you had to buy a, a new jersey for the Rockies, <sighs> what would that be, Henry? <laughs> uh, give me a Charlie Blackman. Probably the last season. Last like, give, let me okay. rock Charlie for the rest of the season, and it'll, it'll age well too. You can All wear right. it going forward. Would you go with home whites, white pinstripe? Would you go road grays? Would you go City Connect or definitely not City Connect? Double the price. You're paying double now for the black vest. Which one are you going with? Uh, just give me the home whites. They're okay. nice. They're clean. We'll go with those. I'm definitely not wearing that City Connect. Those are awful. Oh no! Those Another are terrible. Person, you Kale doesn't like him either. They're great. They're one of the best. In the really? Movie. They are. Yes. Susan, they're you, green. You think they're one of the best, right? Why are they green? Because the license oh, plate. Oh, they're supposed to look like the license plate, but also they're <laughs> but supposed they're the to look, look like For the beautiful nature that yes. Colorado has to offer. But they're supposed to look like the Colorado Rockies, not like a license plate. That's actually not really. That's not the no. theme of of what the That's city not, connect is. You sound uh, so silly just, right now. Like you I'm have not no a idea fan. what the city connect jersey is. Oh, yeah. it's, it's also legalized marijuana, and the white in the mountains is not snow, wow. it's smoke. Just put a so, big old leaf on there. Why not? Is it? Susie, go ahead and plug away where folks can find you, besides the MLB trade rumors, because you're, you're, you're everywhere breaking news all over the place, which I love. So excited for you. Yeah, I got to say, I've never gotten so many shout-outs on trade rumor pages, on fantasy <laughs> pages. Like This is really great for my personal brand, but you can follow all of my latest updates from out here on the road, uh, I'm at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. Guys, thank you for letting me call in to the show.
Yes, oh, yeah. thank you. We will see you. Yep. I think we're, we're going to be taking off here in a second. It's funny. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to like ask you about Charlie Blackman. and um, mm-hmm. Tuesday night, scored two runs, uh, tied Larry Walker for second most runs scored in Rockies history. Uh, he has 292 career doubles. He's five short of tying Larry Walker for second most doubles. We know he's second most in games played now. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a leadoff home run the other night. His 40th career leadoff homer. Ninth most all-time in the sport. Not the team. Obviously first on the team. But in the sport, when you're talking about power-hitting leadoff hitters, Charlie Blackman is top 10 all-time. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it is awesome. And it's good for him. It. Like I know Chuck like loves Colorado and he's happy to be here and all that sort of stuff, but it is just so sad that this is what they did to him. Yeah. Like the fact that this is how he goes out, where it just like it in some ways it can kind of be like sure his whole big season everything. I don't know. I know we don't know for sure that he's done. No, we don't. And he's playing well enough that he can he probably does. Keep going. He's got a lot in the tank, and with you know, yeah. there being no shift, I mean, I, I think he does have more to give, and mm-hmm. you know, he's he's a good leader for this clubhouse. Definitely. So I get that, and. You know, I could. He, he has a bobblehead giveaway in September, and so you go. Yeah. If a team wants to give the Rockies a prospect, you know, at the trade deadline uh, for Charlie, are, are the Rockies going to say yes? Does Does yeah. Charlie even want to go and maybe exactly. try to win a ring? Like, yeah. uh, odds are probably in the corner of of no that that not yeah. happening. But I think so. For you, when you go to Coors Field, or or what is it that's going to make you want to go to Coors Field this year? Is it? <laughs> Like and again, you might not go a ton. Yeah. Um, you might not want it. You might not go a ton. But let's say again, Nuggets make a deep run, and yeah. you're just you're just it's just all Nuggets. So you're like, I'm not even gonna go to a game until like June because of the NBA Finals. So okay, but you're like, it's June. Maybe you got a lot of stuff going on in June, and then it's July first. And you're like, holy crap, I haven't gone to a Rockies game. It is I don't crazy. feel like I'm missing out. But what's the impetus? What's that thing? That is is the final domino to, that falls over to go. You know what? I I do need to go to Coors Field. Is it seeing Charlie Blackman one more time? Is it just I got to go to a Rockies game once this summer? Is it going to be a prospect? What is it for you that's that's really going to get you to go out to Coors Field this year? Honestly, like I hate to say it, the rooftop. Like like it's it sure. is crazy that I haven't <laughs> been out there yet. Like I think my first <laughs> summer here, I think I went to twenty games, twenty two games or wow. something like that. Yeah, but like. Again, it's mostly just the Avs and Nuggets are so good right now. That's like, right. well, where am I? I'm not missing any of those games. And so I actually haven't been to one yet. But I'm sure second half of the summer I'll go to a bunch. But that is more than anything what stands out. Like, it was really fun, like, that first week. Remember when they were winning every game? and Undefeated 2-0. Like, exactly. Exactly. It's like, oh, my goodness. this <sighs> Maybe they can surprise people. Maybe they can make the second half of the season matter. But at this point, it is, like, it's a fun place to go hang out. It's yeah. The attendance the is actually dropping which is it's crazy still crazy high compared it to is, most other is. really crappy teams but, but they're officially in the bottom the half now and when's yeah. the last time they've been in the bottom half of major league baseball in attendance so uh, i think it might have been 2012 like it's, it's i believe it and they're right there right now but yeah i mean i think there's a lot of people who also like if i know that most of the people who go there aren't die hard sports fans who sure. are like there's a lot of people who don't need to watch every nuggets and abs playoff game but there are people like me who second half of the season will be there a lot. Once you get to you know September, if we do start to think that Chuck is winding down, then I'll start going. Right. Um, and who knows? Maybe Tovar does something crazy, and sure. we're sitting there saying like, "Oh, he'll be good." And and that stuff can be an appeal. But to me, it's like if I'm going for the baseball, I'm going for the baseball because I think they have a chance to go, like make a run at the playoffs. Right. And until then, I'll go and. Wear a Rockies jersey and drink some beers and have a good time. Have a good time, Alyssa. How about you? Are you are you kind of in the same boat? Like, I mean, again, you're you're doing you're producing shows for for all the beats and deep run in Stanley Cup, deep run to the NBA Finals. Before you know it, it's like Fourth of July, and you're like, all right, summer's here. I haven't gone to a Rockies game yet. What what pushes you over the edge to go? I, I want to go. I, I actually I I want to go to a game. What is it that that gets you there? Exactly. Exactly. And and that's I don't Sure. Right. And you're gonna have a friend that, that says, too. Hey, I got an extra ticket, and you go, All right, I'm going. It's it's not like I'm necessarily making a choice. I'm making more of a choice to not go to this game mm-hmm. because my friend has a ticket and we're gonna hang out and it's good. And I think like that's honestly 
you know, a lot of the the sentiment right now from from the fan base is and, and, and partially what I thought, I, I thought really that Coors Field was going to be like recession proof. Like Me with too. so many people since 2013 when I first moved here, like the the population of Colorado and Denver just continued to go up and up mm-hmm. and up. And so now it was like, all right, just wait for the the Cardinals to come in and the Cardinals fans will yep. swoop in. And everyone that moves from the Chicagoland area, mm-hmm. they're gonna go to games. And you're like, all right, I mean, that's fine for your attendance, and that's gonna allow you to spend money on payroll and whatnot. Uh, you might not be spending it well, but it is going to give you that kind of extra boost. Definitely. Um, and now, you know, I think we're what there was something I read recently that for the first time in a little while, uh, the population of Denver is actually going down. More people are leaving yeah. Denver than coming in. And so that's the case. Now you need your Rockies fans. Now you need your mm-hmm. diehards to come to the stadium. And you've already kind of pushed them away by getting rid of you know, Nolan Arenado and just not staying mm-hmm. relevant and, you know, giving a contract to Chris Bryant, mm-hmm. who unfortunately just hasn't, you know, built up that reputation yet here yeah. in town as a marquee name. It's still, like you said, still just Charlie Blackman. Like, ah, let's go one last time. One last vibes, his, yep. his swan song. Uh, let's, let's go say goodbye to Chuck. After that, you don't have that same attachment to the rest of the players. Mm-hmm. And because so many people were going the last couple of years, I think that's why everybody thought it was. And I agreed. Like, yeah. they're, they're always going to be fringe top 10 at worst. Like there's, they're always going to get people going to games, but this is the fifth year. And that is kind of when a trend starts to set in and people yep. realize like, Oh, they aren't good. Cause I remember even last year, like you here was saying mm-hmm. they're, they might not go to the playoffs. I think they're competing for wildcard spot though. And quickly that changed, but there was still at least some sort of hope at this point. The there Rockies was are hope just last hopeless. year. I felt because they, they'd moved around enough pieces where you go and because Maybe. of the lockout. Yeah. So it was like, they it's got possible. all these guys at once, and you're like, okay, I don't think so, but but maybe? Yeah. And then again, you you can convince yourself that you are better than you actually mm-hmm. are, and then you just start to believe. Like, you build up this momentum. Like, the Tampa Bay Rays, where they're at right now with their hot start, they could literally just play 500 baseball. Yeah. They could win and then lose, and then win and then lose every single day for the rest of the season. They're still going to the postseason. Yep. They're still going to have 90 wins. Um, and so, yeah, last year, that hot start, it's like, Hey, maybe, yep. and they probably shouldn't be, but maybe, and you have that hype, and then you go to the ballpark, and you think if you applaud or you cheer or whatever mm-hmm. it is, you can make that difference as the, the 10th man, if you will, in the stands. Mm-hmm. And right now, it doesn't it doesn't feel like that. It's like you're just pulling over to, to watch a car crash. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why like, I do think the <laughs> message is kind of being sent in a way. Because I, I, Dick Momfort probably agreed that you're always going to be able to make money just by being here. And, you know, I, I I don't buy that he doesn't want to win or anything like that. But this does kind of show you you have to find a way to at least be competitive because yeah. this is this is where it's at right now. You don't want to see where it's going to be next year, the year after, year after. And the scary part is there's there's no one-year turnaround for where the Rockies are right now. Even like the two-year no. turnaround isn't really there unless you're willing to just blow a bunch of money, which they couldn't afford to do even if they were willing to. Like, you're not... Yeah. This is not Los Angeles. You know, you no. you don't get to spend that money even if you wanted to. So I don't know. It's it's a shame they didn't realize what was happening a few years ago and say, oh, like even last tra- 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 Trevor Story, mistakes. do that yeah. some, of, so, so, some of that stuff. Because now you're at the point where you don't really have the assets to trade. And right. so you just, here we are. And we're just going to sit here and watch the Rockies lose a bunch of baseball games until somebody figures out how to pull them out of this and... I don't have the answers, and I think I have a better mm-hmm. shot than they do right now, which is just not a fun place to be as a fan. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's learning from your mistakes. Right? Exactly. Fool me once, shame, shame yep. on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me a third time, fifth time. You keep doing the same thing. Turns put, out five is the number. Put your hand on the stove. <laughs> you keep getting burnt yep. by it, and it's yeah. I, I mm-hmm. uh, they've got to change some things, and and because it's really like wholesale mm-hmm. changes. You feel less confident that that's going to happen, unfortunately. Yep. So uh, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. Regardless, we're gonna have fun yep. covering these games, even during losses, series losses yep. or game losses. It'll be the Silver Linings podcast because if you know a Rockies jersey looks like, there's silver there lining is, the letter. That is true. So and they, they can be good, like yeah. they've done it before. Oh, I mean, that we're gonna have plenty of fun again with yeah. all, with all the debuts and Brenton Doyle getting to see Definitely. him on Friday will be great. Noah Davis, his first start at Coors Field on Saturday. Before you know it. Sinzatella will be back. Mm-hmm. Zach Veen will be debuting. So, they'll again, there'll be enough distractors maybe uh, to, yeah. <laughs> to a yeah. degree to make you want to go out to a game yep. or at least use game time tickets and really get some cheap seats. 
Um, but it's baseball, it's pro yep. sports, it's Denver, so it and it's course field, so it's gonna yes, be fun. Can't beat it. Uh, bottom line, I know you got tons of draft coverage uh, that you're you're still working on, it, oh, and you're gonna be doing. Yeah. Let folks uh, know, you know, where they can catch your stuff on social media or or just some of the stuff that you're writing on about the NFL draft coming up tomorrow. Yep, Henry Chisholm on Twitter. Follow DMVR Broncos also, and then make sure you watch your draft show tomorrow, which will be starting like five minutes before the draft does. Think the draft starts at like five or six or something, but that's that's Googleable. You guys can figure <laughs> that out yourself. Um, so make sure you're hanging out with us. We're, we'll be doing that for the whole draft, all three days. Um, and then like, the is, DMBR. Is the first com. round like five hours, or how is it less than that? Two and a half, maybe thirty-two that's, picks, thirty-one right. picks, because the Dolphins got those taken away. Sure. Yep. Yeah. So you 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 guys will be live for like a good three hours. Yeah, fun. we'll be hanging out. So that'll there. be great. Definitely. That's going to be a lot of fun. At DNVR underscore Rockies is uh, where we're doing our thing. On mm-hmm. Twitter, at Patrick D. Lyons is my handle. This has been momentous. Hank, good job on your debut. We're not oh, going to send you back down to the minors. Oh, good. We're going to stick That around. would be awful. That's it. We, you might not be in the lineup, but you'll be like sitting in the background, mm-hmm. you know, on the bench, just waiting yep. to come in because I, I think you've done a nice job. So. Soon they're going to be out of all their good players down there, too, because they're going to be playing at Coors. It's going to be that too. Yes. Yep. Successful debut here on the show. But uh, there's a saying in, in baseball and mm-hmm. in podcasts mm-hmm. as regards to the momentum and the momentum we've built today. Mm-hmm. It's that you're only as good as your next show. Your momentum is only as good as your next show. So, of course, we will talk to you. Uh, Susie will talk to you on Friday here on the DNVR Sports Channel on YouTube.